Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. Fabulous. Okay, please take a seat. So why do we celebrate tonight? Why is it that Christmas, this holiday, is celebrated all around the planet this weekend? Why do billions of homes stop work and all of the um, you know, queues form everywhere and people... Uh, I just went and got the last piece of wrapping paper in Didsbury. <laughs> and I'm willing to sell it to any other... Any other man for 10 times what it costs me because it's like gold dust. Tonight we're going to look at the real purpose of Christmas and we can discover what that purpose is because at the first Christmas, as Jesus was being born, the angels told us they announced three things, the three purposes of Christmas. See, they, they discovered, those shepherds, that Christmas is a time for celebration, it's a time for salvation and it's time to make a decision time of celebration and salvation and tonight I'm going to ask you to make a decision to follow Jesus Christ. I'm going to ask you to stick up a hand in the dark room but I'll be able to see you to say yeah that's what I want to do this Christmas Eve. You might have done that before, you might have kind of drifted off in some way and it's time to come back tonight and that's why you're here to be able to say yes I want to follow Jesus because when you do that it doesn't just change how you see Christmas but it changes how you see God and how you see yourself and how you see the world, how you see everything forever. So we're going to look at what the angels told the shepherds that first Christmas Eve as it was read to us before the three purposes of Christmas in Luke 2 the Bible says there were shepherds out in the field nearby keeping watch over their flock by night so it was just another night for them and then God was going to speak to them personally God breaks into an ordinary night for them an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified it can be scary when you realize that God's got a message personally for you. So you can come to a carol service and think, well, we're just singing some carols and it's the same. But what if God decided that he got you tonight here because he had a personal message that he wanted to give to you? But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. See, it isn't something scary, it's something good. I bring you good news of great joy. Literally, the word there is mega joy. I bring you good news of mega joy, which will be for all people. That's good news because this includes me. It includes you. It includes every person here, however young or how old we are. We're included in the first purpose of Christmas, which is celebration. See, if you look through the Bible, you're going to find that our God is actually a God who really loves a celebration. He loves a party. He loves parties. It says the, the, the gospel, at one point the Apostle Paul talks about the gospel, the good news of, of Jesus Christ as being the gospel about a happy God. Literally, that our God is a happy God. He's massively into parties and celebrations. In fact, he has one planned for the end of, every, of all time, a great big celebration, and he wants you to be there as part of that. So a group of people were just polled and asked this question about Christmas. What are you celebrating this Christmas? And this is what their most popular answers were. What are you celebrating this Christmas? Top answer, our family. 
being home for the holidays. Two out of three people polled said that, and it's good. That's really good. Maybe that's your story. Although some people we know we get, you know, Christmas can be the loneliest time for some people. For many people, it's a good time to be able to celebrate together with families. The next most popular boxes ticked. What are you celebrating? Not a lot, or nothing. I just want to get through it. That was the second one. But you know, that's a shame because Christmas is meant to be a celebration, which shows you're probably missing something about what Christmas is, if that's the box that you're going to tick. And when you know what we're celebrating, in fact, who we're celebrating, that's when you discover great joy. What's the good news about great joy? Number one, God loves us. Number two, God is with us. Number three, God is for us. All of that is worth celebrating. Do you know God loves you tonight? Thank you. God made you to love you. That's why he made you. He loves you on your good days and on your bad days. He, he doesn't have a bad day. He loves you all the time. He's consistent in his love because his love, even however you feel, whether you're up and down, this isn't based upon you in that sense. It's based upon him. And the Bible says that God is love. That's who he is. It's not just what he does. It's who he actually is. It doesn't say love is God, but it does say God is love. I want to tell you about a true story that happened just the other night to a lovely couple who were part of our church. And the other day, she was just going into the Bridgewater Hall with her boyfriend, but then he stops and he says, wait a minute, there's something I want to do. And he goes down on one knee outside there and he opens a jewellery box and out flies the ring. Through the air, right past her and into the river. Right there. Can you imagine that happening? That's where it landed. Now, I said, God is love. Nothing you say or do can ever make God stop loving you. He's promised that he will love you forever and ever, all the time. People can't love us like that, but only God can love us like that. People think you can't know what God is like. People say that, but actually, Christmas tells us exactly what God is like. In fact, it shows us what God is like. It shows us God with a face, and the face of God is Jesus Christ. Christmas as I say, it's a lonely time for many people. And the shepherds would have been about the loneliest people. They would have been the outcasts in their society. They're the ones who got left out a lot because of their work, because of the shifts they work, if you like. But they were actually the first people who got an invitation. They got to hear the news. Come and see. That's because one of Jesus' titles is Emmanuel. We just sang about it. It means God is with us. God is with us. Whatever happens, God wants to be with us. He'll never abandon us. He made us to love us and one another in community. That's why we're so happy that you're here and we'd love to invite you to come back to the church, come again in New Year and work out with us what it means to follow Jesus in community as part of a church family. Because that's how we work out that God loves you and not only that, but he wants to be with you and that he's for you. He's on your side. When somebody asked Jesus why it was that he came, he said, God didn't send me as his son into the world to condemn the world, but so that the world might be saved through me. That's good news. God made the world. He knows everything that's gone wrong in the world and in our lives. Everything we've done that's been wrong and that's been bad. But the good news is he didn't come to condemn the world. God's face is actually a smiling face when he looks at us. 
He's a loving face when he looks at us. He says, I love you. I want to be with you. I'm for you. Good news of great joy for everybody. Whatever your background, whatever your history, whatever you've done or not done with your life so far, however you ended up here tonight, whether you came happily or you were dragged along unwillingly by some other member of the family. God wanted you here tonight so that you could hear this news. That God loves you. He's with you. He's for you. And that's worth celebrating. And the second reason for Christmas is salvation. The angel said to the shepherds, Today, in the town of David, that's Bethlehem, a saviour, that's the salvation part, has been born for you. That's the personal part, for you. And he is Christ, which means Messiah, the Lord. Let me try and make an important point here. God doesn't do anything that he doesn't really need to do. He made us, and even if we don't feel like we need a saviour, he knew that we needed a saviour. If you didn't need a saviour, believe me, he wouldn't have gone all, to all that trouble 2,000 years ago to enter into this messed up, broken world, to become one of us, knowing that ultimately it would end at a cross to save us. Does that make sense? See, if our greatest need, it's been said, had been an information, God would have sent us an educator. If our greatest need had been technology, God would have sent a scientist. If our greatest need had been money, God would have sent an economist. But since our greatest need was forgiveness, God sent us a saviour, Jesus. The fact that he sent his son as a saviour means you and I needed a saviour. And until he saves you, you're not saved. So... The ring falls in the water and the guy jumps right in the water. He just jumps in and he's looking for the water. Uh, so he's looking for the ring and he's not going to stop. And the security guards come out of the Bridgewater Hall and they say, hey, what are you doing? You can't be in there. And he's, you know, you're crazy. And he's like, no, I've got to find the ring. I've got to find the ring. Nothing's going to stop him from finding the ring. And now it's getting dark and he can't find the ring. So you probably heard Christians talk about being saved, haven't you? Sounds very religious. But you know what being saved means. It means being rescued. It means being found when you were lost. It means being set free. It means being released. That's cause for celebration when that happens. When I was a police officer, they taught us how to be lifesavers, lifeguards. It was one of the things that you had to qualify as to be able to wear the uniform then. And they said this to us. They told us, remember, you can never save anybody who's trying to save themselves. First thing that they wanted to tell us about that. Now, we all sin. We all have a human propensity to mess things up. All of us do that. No other sinner could save sinners. We needed somebody without sin to save us. But for that to happen, we have to stop trying to save ourselves first. If we just sat down, you and me, for half an hour face to face over a coffee and I was able to tell you about it, I would be able to tell you about my own search for Ways to be able to save myself and to save my own life and for me to be able to find that kind of joy. What I, what I was looking for, when I was looking for success or significance, I was actually looking for salvation in all the wrong places and that's why I never found it. You might have been looking for salvation in the wrong places. That's why you end up frustrated in life. Looking for somebody or something that will give you meaning and peace and purpose in life but not finding it. If I could just find the right one, maybe to marry. If I could just get that job, that holiday, that raise, that six pack of whichever variety. 
then everything would be great. If we could just find the perfect, you fill in the blank, perfect present this Christmas. You're looking in the wrong places. You're looking under the wrong tree. Did you know the Bible talks about the cross as being a tree? It says that it was on the cross that Jesus became a curse for us because anybody who hangs on a tree is cursed. But he says that the reason that he did that was so that we could be blessed. The guy can't find the ring. He lives miles away. He lives out near Liverpool. But he says, I'm going to go home and I'm going to go and get my wetsuit and the head torch. And he, later on, he manages to get back and he's searching again. But the torch that he's got is pretty rubbish. And, and he's, he's just, people are saying, what are you doing? And, and, you know, what's the chances that you're going to be able to find that ring? Didn't you see where it flew and where it landed? And she's praying, Lord, help him to find it or help him to just stop. Because... Because I'm not sure where my faith would have been right then. So the first purpose of Christmas is celebration. The second is salvation. A saviour's been born. God's come looking for me. There's a light shining in the darkness, however dark it gets. Jesus thought you and I were worth searching for. He's come right into the mess of this world and into the middle of the darkness of our lives, looking for you and for me. And he's not given up. Now the angels knew what the saviour coming meant. They started to sing about the greatest thing that had ever happened in the whole of history. The biggest news ever. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace towards people and goodwill. Peace and goodwill to people like you and me. They call Jesus the Prince of Peace because he makes peace possible. And when you get Jesus, you get peace. You get goodwill towards other people. All part of the salvation package. So a policeman turns up and says to him, Oi, what are you doing down there? You can't be down there, looking around there and diving in the water. It's freezing. You're going to kill yourself. And he says, no, I've got to find it. I've got to find this ring. And my torch is rubbish. So the policeman ends up going to his car, going getting this big mag light thing out and helping him. And he gives him the torch and he carries on looking and he's searching. And then, unbelievably, a glint. What's that under there? Under that little ledge right under there at the back if I just sort of twist and move my arm around and maybe if I stretch it and then he reaches and hooray he found it he found it is that worth celebrating yeah see Christmas means salvation it means celebration because everything changed at Christmas Christmas meant one thing more though for the shepherds Let me read it, what it says. When the army of angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, come on, let's go to Bethlehem and let's see this wonderful thing that's happened which the Lord has told us about. So they ran to the village and found their way to Mary and Joseph and there was the baby lying in the manger. The shepherds told everybody what had happened and what the angel had said to them about this child. All who heard the shepherd's story expressed astonishment. Christmas means celebration and it means salvation but it also see that's what it means from heaven's perspective but from our perspective from earth's perspective it means a decision has to be made I don't know how long they stood there or sat there scratching their heads or rubbing their eyes or washing their socks or whatever it was that shepherds did at night but they made a decision how do we know See, we tend to think a decision is just a mental thing that nobody else can see. But actually, we can see that they made a decision by what they did. 
because you know a decision has happened if you've acted upon it, if you've done something with it. So that's why I'm asking you when you make a decision to follow Jesus tonight to put up a hand so I can see it. And it's to, it's, it, it, it's to say I'm going to take action upon that. I'm going to do something about it. I'm not just going to put it in my head. I'm going to do it out in the world where everybody else can see that too. It's going to make a difference out there publicly. And when you do that, if you put your hand up like that, we're going to put a little booklet. It'll be like an angel comes tonight as you've got your hand up in the air that explains a great story about how a man, a very famous story, changed the whole of his life around Christmas, at Christmas time and how we can change that too. So when you put your hand up like that, if you keep your hand up when we pray, somebody will put that booklet in your hand. See, they didn't just think about it. They didn't just decide to believe something. They made a decision to do something. Come on, they said, let's go. And then after they met Jesus, they were like, let's tell everybody what's happened. Even if nobody believes us, we've got to tell people, as many people as possible, what's happened. So that lovely couple, he got down on one knee with the ring. He's now going to offer his undying, lifelong love. I've told you about haven't I, how he dived in to rescue the ring, how nothing was going to stop him, how even when it got dark, he went and got a torch. I've told this story to loads and loads of people since I talked to them. I actually met up with them last week as well and talked to them about it. And they've asked that we don't even put their names out here because actually newspapers want to know about this story because it's, it's a great story. But so, just, so then after he's done all of that and he's found the ring, he gets down on one knee again in exactly the same place as he was going to and he asks the question. And what, you know, what, what do you want? I know the question that you want to ask is, is that is what did she say? Because now she has got a decision to make. He's offering his love. He's done it all to come, to reach for her, to offer his love for her. To, all of his love is there and he's, and he's offering it to her. And he says, will you? And she says, no. All right, she didn't say that. <laughs> Sorry, I read that bit wrong. Actually, she said, not yet. I think I need to think about it a little bit more. No, she didn't say that. She said, hang on, I'm waiting. Maybe I'm going to get a better offer. <laughs> Do you think she said that? No. You mean what? After all of that, after all that, what's she going to do? What's she going to say? See, some people like hate me already now because you're just hanging on. You're dying for, to, know, to, to hear me say what it is. But the thing is, that love is chosen. Love is vulnerable. Love puts it out there. But love can always be accepted or rejected. Even up until that time, she's still got the, the you know, she's got, she, she does that and she can say, no, thank you, or another day, or not me. Love is as vulnerable as a tiny baby. The good news, of course, is she said, yes. yes. That's why it's good news. See, that was her decision, or I'd never dream of telling you this story on Christmas Eve. <laughs> Because that's what makes it an awesome story, isn't it? It would be a terrible story if that love was offered and somebody would just say, ah, oh, no, thanks. <laughs> so if you guess where this is going? Listen, God knew you before you were born. He knew you'd be here tonight. Before he even created the universe, God already knew that he was going to make you to love you. And he knew that you'd be sitting here on December the 24th this year, sitting here, and that he would want to get your full attention so that he could say to you, I made you to love you. I'm with you. I'm for you. I know the ups and the downs in your life, everything that's been happy and every hurt, I know all about it all and, I, and I've come searching for you and I've got a great purpose for your life. And if, if you will say yes to my love, if you say I will, I do, then just wait and watch to see what I do. 
I'll give you peace, I'll give you hope, and I'll give you joy and purpose that nothing and nobody else could ever give, will you? He never forces, but he asks each one of us personally. And we'll pray in a moment, and you can say yes to that. If, you've, see, if you gave me a Christmas gift tomorrow, and I, op- and I never opened it, you'd be disappointed, you'd be hurt. And it actually would be a worthless gift, because if it's not opened, it doesn't matter. Jesus Christ is God's most precious gift that was given that Christmas time. But if another Christmas just goes by and another Christmas just goes by and you don't say yes to the gift. The gift of your past forgiven, of your present having a purpose for living and the hope of heaven for the future. So if you can just have a look, sitting near where you are somewhere, there's a card and it's got three things on there. Please everybody get the card out because it's not that difficult to be able to work it out the three responses if you imagine God is offering you everything that I've tried to explain this Christmas and this is your I do moment if you will what's your decision going to be there's three three things on there three possibilities now yes is like a green light yes it's like I'm good to go I'm 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 ready for this tick that box now and pray with me in a moment and the angels get to sing again and party hard and celebrate over you this Christmas personally because you said yes to what Christmas is all about and this is the time for celebration and salvation and everybody here gets to celebrate that too Amber is like I'm not sure yet I need to figure it out I need to check it out a little bit further and we understand that and you could do that and we have a course called Alpha which helps people to get what it is that Christians believe But my job tonight, I don't know how long you've been wandering around Christianity for a long time or a short time, but if you're still sitting on the fence, my job really before I'm done is to kick the fence and to say, I mean, come on. The God who made the universe broke in from eternity into time because he loves you and he's offering you all of that love forever for free. He dived into the mess and the darkness of the world and nothing that you've done will ever stop him from loving you. Now he's saying, what about you? Will you follow me? Will you, get, will you be hanging on for a better offer? If you are doing, let me tell you, you're never going to get a better offer than this. Tick the yes box and pray with me now saying, I will follow Jesus. I do need a saviour. Yes. And if you came in here an unbeliever, and as I say, you were maybe brought along here just for family pushing you or something like that, and you're still determined that you're going to be a red light, if, even after all the evidence that God has put in creation, Every single day and every single night since you were born up until today that he's real and that he's powerful and that he's here. If even after hearing this message as best I can explain it and this love being offered to you, that Jesus was born for you, if you still say no, then you need to know as you walk out of that door on another Christmas Eve, even if you go out shaking your tiny fist up at the stars, up at the God who made them, you need to know that God is saying to you, I love you. I love you. I'll never stop loving you. I'm for you, not against you. I want to be with you. I want to be with you forever. And I'll never stop loving you until the day that you die. But today is the day that you can say yes to him. So if you bow your head now and close your eyes, just to think. I'm going to pray a simple prayer right now. And we have the awesome privilege of talking to the creator of the universe. 
And the kind of prayer that I prayed many years ago when I became a friend of God's forever, part of his family, there'll never be a better time than tonight. So as I pray in just a moment, however old or young you are, if you can understand what I've been saying and the words express the desire of your heart, then you just say, I do. I will, yes. Me too. Something like that. God, yeah, I'm in. Yes to following Jesus this Christmas. Are you ready to do that? If you are, can I ask you to stick up a hand right now so I can see you where you are? Yeah, there's some there. Thank you. Anybody else? Some people over there. That's it. Thanks for being brave. Anybody else? You need to stick your hand up high so we can see it because it's a bit dark. Yeah, there's somebody there. Thank you. Brilliant. Dear God, I know I've got a lot to learn and a long way to go, but I do want to get to know you. And I don't understand it all, but thank you that you love me and you dived into the mess of this world and the darkness of this world. You never stopped loving me. Thank you that you've been with me even when I've not recognised it. Thank you that you're for me and not against you. I admit I've messed up, I've sinned, and I need a saviour. Still got time to do this. Put a hand up now if you're praying this. If you're saying yes to the best Christmas gift, just give you a moment more. Thank you, Jesus, for your son, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, you sent your son to save me from my past forever. And like the cavil says, and we'll sing in a moment, cast out my sin and enter in. Be born in me today. Fill me with your love and your peace and yourself and help me like the shepherds to go into all the world and share this good news that I found in you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Fantastic. If you, um, if you would be interested in going on an Alpha course, which explains what Christians believe, we provide food and we look after people and have a great time doing that, then just tick that Alpha box as well on your card. You've got Yes, No, Alpha. And um, then if you, on the way out, just pass your card to somebody, please. And if it was a yes, and you you say yes to following Jesus, then uh, fill in your details, and we'd love to be able to send you even more free stuff to help you to understand what it means to be a Christian. And if it's a no, as I said, why not come on the Alpha and check it out? Great stuff. This is when we're starting, in the middle of January, so you've got time to prepare for that. Thank you. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts, go to ivychurch.org forward slash media.